Hi, I'm Raymond. I'm Kim. I'm Will. I'm Sandra. And you're, and you're listening, listening to, to The Crusading Couch! Nailed Woo! Pretty good. Uh, yeah, so today we're going to be talking about travel, which is a little different to what we normally talk about. Um, we're not going to be talking about travel in gaming, although it might accidentally come up. We're actually going to be talking about travel in the real world. That's uh, something that... Uh, we all enjoy, and the reason that we've brought our friend Zandra on is because she's one of our friends that's probably done the most travelling. And the travel master. I agree with that. We're uh, going to be having some fun travel talk times in our second guest star episode. Indeed. Um, if you enjoy uh, this topic of travel, you might consider checking out our uh, travel podcasts from our uh, road trip down to uh, Melbourne and back. So much beef. So much beef. So many, so many vomit. <laughs> anyway, if you understand all of those references and more, check out the travel class, including the 2014 Christmas special. Yes, the Christmas special. So good. Such a good trip. Uh, excellent. So what we thought we'd start with is uh, we'll uh, tell, say a little bit about, uh, list a few of the uh, countries and unique places that we've uh, visited. Uh... How about we let our guest star go first? She's got a lot of <laughs> notes prepared. I had more notes before, but yep, so con- going from the first to the last place that I've travelled to, we've got New Zealand, Canada, America, Italy, cruised around the Mediterranean, Egypt, Japan, and then a few places in Australia itself, like Tasmania and Uluru. Mm-hmm. That is why you are travel guru. Travel um, guru most of Australia. my travel has been within Australia. Um, I moved around a lot uh, when I was growing up, uh, so I've lived all over the state of New South Wales, uh, best state in Australia. <coughs> Tasmania. That's not Oldest part. state in Australia then. That's, that's not part of Australia. You need like a passport to get there. Uh, Tasmania is the official joke state of Australia. Because it's too awesome for the rest to accept. Yeah, that's true. All them thylacines. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, so I've uh, I've lived in a lot of uh, country communities and things like that. I've also been to the uh, I've been to uh, I've seen the Great Barrier Reef. I've swum mm. the Great Barrier Reef. I've been to New Caledonia and Numea. Actually, Numea is the capital oh, yeah, of New I've Caledonia. Been uh, I've been to Fiji. Uh, been to Vanuatu. That's about it, really, for me. I've probably the least travelled of all of us. Uh, maybe. Where have I been? You've been to Norfolk Around Island. Australia, Tasmania, Lord Howe Island, Norfolk Island, a couple of the states. I've also been in New Zealand, Turkey, and Oman in the Middle East. I like how subdued he brought up Turkey and Oman. <laughs> like, hey, you know, Turkey and Oman. Really enjoy those places. Worth checking out. I'm, yeah, that's I'm about it. jealous that you visited the Blue Mosque. Oh, it was amazing. I really want to see that. Although, a kind of awkward experience, just because... It's an actual, is, yeah. active place of worship. As so many religious tourist attractions are... Yeah. yeah. It, you feel weird. Some are active war zones. It's an incredibly beautiful building, but it, you just feel almost a sense of violation by going in as a tourist and gawking while you have devotees praying about a hundred meters across from you. Is what? there... It brings up an interesting question, which I'll ask you about later on. Remember, I had an interesting question for Billy. Okay. Um, I've been to most of the east coast of Australia, 
So um, have I, thanks to our trip. Uh, including the great and glorious state of Tasmania. So good. Uh, so New Zealand. I have also been to a few countries in Europe. So I've been to Austria, France, Belgium, and Holland. Kim has also probably done the most travelling in the snow, which I am jealous of, mm. or to the snow, around snow. Yeah, snow and I go skiing a lot in, yeah. in, in Australia, which is great for cross-country skiing, which everyone's just like, it's not very exhilarating. And I'm just like, yeah, but it's like all adventure survival style, and there's no people. There's no people taking up your moguls. So, I have a <laughs> taking question. Taking up your moguls? There's there's the moguls. There's actually oh. moguls there. So we've got a vague idea about where we've been, but I want to ask now, why do we travel? What is the attraction for people? Starting off with the heavy hitters. I really love the exploration thing. And that's why I really enjoy going to um, desolate or empty places. It's why that I want to It's why I want to travel the sea. Uh, it's why I really enjoyed... Uh, I w- uh, earlier this year, I went and visited my mum, uh, who lives in Port Augusta in South Australia. Uh, and she lives on the Air Peninsula. And the Air Peninsula... So, South Australia, despite being, you know, in the south of Australia, you'd think it'd be, you know, pretty cold. It's pretty close to the, uh, it's, you know, got the Southern Ocean. It's pretty close to Antarctica. It's the driest state uh, in Australia and is mostly desert. Port Augusta is a port. It has a harbour. It's right on the sea. Everyone's backyard was desert. It was, uh, uh, there wasn't red sand but it was close to red sand uh, the red sand is like an hour's drive outside of town do you know why that is why it's so dry i don't know i'm asking you is it because like does it exist in some i um, think it's is, I, is it because the the range is kind of like curve round down on the eastern side of adelaide down towards the south and the, the yeah the flinders of, range yeah and, and then the whole of Austra- south australia essentially lives in like a rain shadow from the eastern like the victorian winds. i think that stuff. could be a contributing factor i wouldn't be surprised if it's also due to um because i didn't really think about this at the time but because of the way um the water and everything is divided up uh like the sea comes up into the center of the uh, state a bit more than it looks like it would on the map. Like Port Augusta is pretty far inland. It's due yeah. to the bite, right? Yeah, that, 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 yeah. Well, that. not just the bite, but also like the estuaries and stuff yeah. like that. Oh, okay. Um, so Port Augusta is pretty far away from like the main coast. We actually went to the main coast, and that took that was like two hour drive away. Wow. Uh, and Adelaide is similar in that it is. Like you so can those get estuaries to, are large enough that you can get like a full. You can't harbor. see. You can't see across. Oh. To the other side. Jesus. Uh, until you go to a specific part. It's pretty insane. Okay, so uh, so in like, some parts of it, you can't see the other side of the um, inlet. So you got anyway. the sense of desolation exploration. So yeah, speak. that's that's something that I really love, and that's so get L guest speaker, grace us with your views. I. For me, it's something, two, probably two sides. Number one is something that's been sort of ingrained into me. My parents took me on my first overseas trip when I was seven and then at 11. So it's something that I've sort of grown up with. But it's also about experiencing something that I can't experience at home. Like, for instance, ancient cultures. Like, we'd have our Australian Aboriginal culture being nomadic. There's, and unfortunately, the amount that has been destroyed, uh, there isn't too much that we can go and visit. And also, there's not a lot of 
structures. Per permanent structure yeah. as well. Yeah. I like totally agree something... with Xandra on that, in the fact that... I would have expected older, that you two would be culture explorers. Older, older, yeah. older cultures live their history. Like, mm. the 500-year-old building that is part of their history is lived in by, you know, a family yeah, of five. To, yeah. I love that. Going to Rome was amazing simply because you would be walking underneath an ancient aqueduct and have a shop right on your left. It was just the integration of the ancient and the mm. modern. And also just experiencing different cultures. Japan's one of my favorite places because it's such an amazing culture and just... It's about, just for me, experiencing something different. I'm always surprised by your uh, fascination with Japan because when I think about Japan, I always think about the negative parts of their culture and, like, their really limited political system and, like, um, the way that a lot of the stuff towards women's bodies and things and, like that. And lack of uh, mental health institutions. And yeah. Support. But oh, at the same surprising. time... It, oh, they only have two <laughs> institutions in the entire country. There's, I'll go into more about that later, but yeah, basically... Yeah. We're going to talk uh, later on about uh, things we don't like in places we've been to. Yeah. But yeah, just experiencing something different, and I love it. I so, love out of curiosity, does anyone of you travel as... Uh, you didn't really tell the us the thing that you're keen for. Um, I want to get this out here first okay. as a sense of escapism. It's something I've always been curious about when people are really passionate about traveling. Yeah. Mm. When uh, I when I get really stressed, I miss my overseas trips. I like uh, when I get stressed, I miss Japan. I miss the food I eat in Japan because whilst you're in Japan, it's like nothing that happened at home matters. I get restless, um, but that's not just about um that's about stagnation more so than anything else. Sure, what you do hate stagnation. Um, uh, about about people, escapism. Yeah, if uh, part of the motivation for travel is a sense of to get away from your current situation, experience something new, yes, but also put yourself out there, shake things up a little bit. Yeah. How much that factored in? No. Similar to the way role-playing lets you forget about I, your life for a few hours. I don't think so. Hmm. I, not, not for you, anyway. I wouldn't say no, it's not a motivation for, for travel, but yeah. it is part of what makes it so amazing to me. I think that it's... Yeah, not, not, not for me at all, because the stresses of home life, like your job or your mm. study or your family or the things that you've got to do, the responsibilities that you have... I think Kim and I are people that strive under pressure as well. Don't... Like, it's not that they don't go away, but because when you're travelling... Like, I think that a holiday at home where you don't do anything fixes that yeah. a lot better than travelling, because travelling is very stressful. Like, yeah, that's true. do Different lots of, of things. It is not rejuvenating in the sense of energy. It you know what that makes me thinking of? of Where are we going to park our car in Melbourne? We didn't know until the day before we got there. God damn. Because uh, Gabby okay. kept joking about Jay. Yeah. So last question then for me for a bit. Uh, I want to get... have to tell us about you. Uh, yeah, yeah, you haven't answered both those questions for Let yourself. Because <laughs> uh, I want to know, when you guys go travelling, is it are people trying to cram as much as they can into their time to experience mm. all different kinds of things and make the most of their trip? Or people take the approach of more spreading it out, maybe not doing as much, but having I, more of a chance to relax? I try, I try to cram in as much as I can, which actually proved a bit of a detriment in our last trip because I went a bit overboard with that. Because last trip, we only had two weeks in Japan and this was my partner's first overseas trip. And so I wanted to make sure that he got as much out of the experience as he could. Unfortunately, he's also he's got 
uh, some health issues that meant that about a week in, he was absolutely exhausted and was looking for a day of relaxation. And I'm just there going, no, 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 we've got to keep going, we've got to keep going. We have to go see the cats! The cats in the village! Um, we... When we went Sorry, on... Sorry, isn't that Cat Island? Yeah, we didn't end up going there. Anyway. I want to go to the place with all the rabbits. Oh. Because I find rabbits far cuter than cats. The deer place was amazing. Yeah, deer. Oh Can I just have all these things in the one place? Like one deer, cat, bunny island? Don't forget oh, the okay. It's called a zoo. <laughs> no, but like roaming wild and free, free. within carefully defined parameters. <laughs> For a given value of free, it's called a safari park. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. I want a I'm pretty sure park. they have a safari park in Canberra. In Pokemon? <laughs> and that is a Pokemon. very different kind of safari um, park. I actually went to a deer safari park in New Zealand. Oh, no? Um, called Deer Hyde Park. I haven't oh. heard of that. It's near Queenstown. My god, twice it's to New Zealand South. I haven't gone there. South. I really like the South Island. There's a, there's a philosophy uh, related to travel that I once once um, told. A and wise old man once told me. And strike quick and hard? No. What? No. Strike quick uh, and hard. If you get the opportunity to travel somewhere for free, um, Do it. you should say yes. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that was a great idea. My first opportunity for it, I actually said no. I got up, my mum was like, oh, come visit Broome. And I was not keen on visiting my mum. For a number of additional reasons, though. But the second time, which is like, come visit me in Port Augusta, even though I wasn't keen on visiting my mum, I'm like, fuck it, I'll go. Like, I'll take a book. The worst thing that happens is I spend the whole time reading. Well, Dad hitchhiked around New Zealand. And that is why I did. I have still not managed to finish the uh, books you gave me because I didn't get any reading done in Port Augusta. Because it was amazing. It was so good. I spent most of my time staring at desert. My mum couldn't understand how I found that interesting. She hated, she hates the way Port Augusta looks. Because it's all, like everyone's just like, it's too much work to maintain a traditional sort of garden. We're just going to have desert plants. They have an arid gardens, which just looks like desert. It just happens to be a fenced off bit of desert. It is Brilliant. Right, I'm just imagining you now, like staring over these dunes as the sun rises. I'm like, Raven, please. Sadly, it was a scrubland desert, not a sand dune type desert, uh, but it's still pretty cool. What yeah. about your answers to the questions? Yeah, right. My variety of questions is so escapism. First. Not really. No, no, that wasn't escapism. First, it was something else. First, first. was I couldn't motivate motivates motivates to travel. What motivates you, Billy? Tell us. Yeah. What's the mm. sort of thing that you go we go looking for? I we really got- like. In a similar fashion to Kim and Xander, having a look at more ancient cultures, mm. just because something's so different, but there's so much history and knowledge and different practices, which I found fascinating. Although, unlike those two, I much prefer when there is less integration of the two. I would be far more keen uh, exploring some like ancient ruins or just old Egypt structures that are not also that. inhabited. I don't mm. find that. I mean, I. It's fascinating. Uh, I think Liberia is probably. Better. I understand why you find it so interesting, but for me, it's more. I much prefer it as a, yeah. s- a separate. I don't know continuous yeah. cultures. I probably guess is the way to describe what Xandra and I like is the fact that I certainly yeah. find culture stuff interesting. But there is I something quite fascinating about going guess, to an isolated location yeah. where there's just this one structure from an ancient world. In a nutshell, I travel just to find certain experiences where I find myself in a place or a situation and I know that I will remember this for the rest of my days as something really special. Well, that that might only... <laughs> Indeed. That might only happen once a trip, but for instance, in Oman, I remember being, uh, we went out uh, into the desert uh, with a traditional native guide 
and just uh, standing over these dunes and there was just sand as far as the eye can see is the sun blood red sun was setting and the sand grains were being whipped up by the sun and just looking over that and it will just stay with me forever and there are other experiences but that's the main and reason and then you had to use the bathroom and you understood why Anakin Skywalker hated sand so much <laughs> because it's everywhere <laughs> oh my god you need to impersonate Anakin more that's terrible <laughs> <laughs> It gets everywhere. <laughs> like, is he from the south? Is he gonna play his space banjo? <laughs> gonna sing a little song about killing some sad people. Yeah, so escapism. Yes, escapism. Yes. Uh, no, I don't really. Just similar to what Kim said, I find travelling can be quite stressful. Which leads on yeah. to the next barrage of questions, which was, do you like to do lots of things or yeah. less things? I way prefer having less things. I well, yeah, I didn't, know, I didn't answer that. Yeah. I was going to... I don't think I, I actually answered find it. it very counterproductive, uh, what Xandra said, when you try and cram as much in as you can, because uh, I find you yeah. then can't really appreciate what you're doing. I, I like to yeah. have... On a longer trip, I do that, but if I have a short amount of time, I become... St- Pressured. Yeah. I feel like I'm pressured into But that's it. You become pressured. And then it becomes less about the now, what you're seeing, but more, okay, we've got to stick to this schedule. We've got to go yeah. over and see this place. And you lose that being in the moment and the yeah. appreciation. Yeah. Which is I think, thing, for me, I think, a nice, I think a nice balance and something that we tried to do when we made our road trip was um, having planned lots of things we can do, but, like, admitting to ourselves and to everyone else that it's okay if we don't do them all like yeah, yeah. you have those things there to do but you don't have to do in them terms all. of the actual because that trip was all part of the journey as well as the destination yeah that's true and we kind of did that for the destination but yeah. not for the journey I still felt the journey was pressured like yeah. when you said we have to be in Melbourne by this day because that's when our hotel booking is which means that we need to cover X number of kilometres we have plans for a second road trip that will eliminate that problem on any particular day, yeah. which is so. So that so this second road trip plan is something that I'm a lot more keen for. It's going to be a lot more camping, <clears throat> which you can do. I mean, yeah. if, if like that's the budget option. I mean, if you wanted to go with the money is no object option, then you just book into the hotel wherever you happen to be and hope mm. that there's one available. But that typically costs you more because yeah. you can't shop yeah. around to find yeah, the best price yeah it's that sort of a, a dream of when we're financially secure yeah. we'll do something like that i don't think it's a good idea for when you're going overseas but oh no yeah. we're thinking we're actually thinking maybe something like that for new zealand yeah. Interna- international travel with that kind of blase attitude to where you're going to stop I think can go really bad. There are quick. a lot more factors you yeah. need to account for. Yeah, because yeah. if you get in a tough situation overseas, got, yeah. it's a lot more difficult to get out of it than yeah. it is when you're. Unless you're in Japan. When you're a citizen. In which case, they'll take you in. Well, even Japan can be difficult if there's a language barrier or cultural barriers as you're trying to roam. If you know a bit about the place, then that changes it a little. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> at one yeah. point when we were in Japan, we I uh, it was the second time in Japan, and we. Uh, lost our way we got off at the wrong train station and then i couldn't remember how to get back to where we were staying and where we were staying wasn't a hotel it was just a friend's place the friend was overseas so it wasn't like we could call them and i was convinced as we're walking around 11 o'clock at night that we were going to end up sleeping on the street at that point (laughs) we got home we both hopped into this tiny bath by together and we just soaked our feet and we're just going 
<laughs> this is when you got home, right? You just didn't jump we into did. a tiny bath no, on the no, side we, of the yeah, road or we something. Did, we did eventually make it home. Oh, I was almost in tears at that point. So this is a great experience for Liam for his first uh, overseas trip. Oh, that's a question I want to ask later about types of people to travel with. Yeah. Um, I have things question. to say on that. Okay. I, d- I just wanted to quickly God get... when. What was? How old were you the first time you went overseas? Seven. Thirteen. Twelve. Wow, so I am the youngest uh, person to travel overseas here. I was like two, maybe? Yeah. I can't even fully Fiji. remember. Fiji. My parents took me to Fiji. Yeah. Cameron, my brother, stabbed himself in the foot with a spear. <laughs> Uh, the, we weren't, we weren't staying on one of the main islands for most of it either, so we had to take a tiny airplane out. And I remember flying over the sea and being able to see down and everything. And we swam with turtles at one point. Again, the problem is I don't know how many of these memories, how falsified these memories are. But the going to Fiji and the Cameron stabbing himself in the foot thing are definitely true. <laughs> Well, I'm glad the going to Fiji part's true. That would kind of ruin this podcast a little bit. I think I also got a, a stuffed toy giraffe on the trip to Fiji. Ah, yes. I don't understand Fiji. why. Yeah, I was going to say, ah, yes, Fiji. Well known for their giraffe population. Mm. Good old Nolan. He served you faithfully over the years. What? Nolan the giraffe. Okay, I don't know Nolan the giraffe. Is that, a, is that another Hunter Valley thing, like Henny Penny? No. No, that's just that's Will just... being insane. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that would be Harold. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. oh, they, they have that all over okay, New South so Wales. No, 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 Healthy Harold is right, a okay, New South Wales oh, staple. My childhood. Healthy yeah, Harold. I remember that. I remember that room. Anyway, so I got a great, I got a yes. great next question for you. Yeah. What is something that really surprised you about uh, another culture, like, or or, or, a, or a place you visited? Is this just like a sort of like? Stereo- just, just pick one. Like, is, this, is this like a stereotypical thing? Like, I, I mean, like, uh, I like going to Texas and finding out that you can get that if you take out a home loan, you can get a free gun. Yeah. Uh, or do you mean like a specific experience? A specific one that you've had that you like, even if you knew about it, but when you saw it in its natural place, it still surprised you. Marriage proposal in Egypt. Yeah. I got three marriage proposals oh, I whilst I was this. in Egypt. Oh, one of which was by a guy the same age as my dad. Who first asked me if dad if my dad was my husband, and that that was just a bit yeah that was quite surprising just in terms of you know I thought that was a bit of a joke in terms of what they were doing especially when they started talking about goats when they yeah it's got to have your dowry how many goats are you worth by the way or I, t- I didn't get or... we didn't get that far into the discussion oh, okay, that's a shame. and there was I think there's an online quiz you can I think there's yeah. an online yeah. quiz you can take according to that one I was worth seven but yeah in one of the uh, surprising mm. things that happened at one point in Japan was uh, in Egypt was that at one point a man offered dad three thousand Egyptian pounds for a picture of me Dad refused, to which I'm just like, what that man does with his picture and with that picture in his own time is none of our business. We could have had 3,000 Egyptian pounds. That's what I would have said too, to there be you honest. Go. Mm. Okay, so I'm going to Egypt. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a number of surprising... Are you going to take Kendra? You're coming with me. <laughs> there's a number of surprising experiences. I was surprised by the railway lady in Vienna that she didn't speak English. 
Yeah. Because she works in a public service and everyone in Vienna speaks... In speak, Vienna, yeah. And everyone in Vienna speaks English. Even at McDonald's. I was surprised that... The, well, I think that, you'd that have guy, to at that, McDonald's. ...that the guy that was serving me sushi didn't speak Austrian or English and only Japanese. <laughs> In Vienna, also. That's very niche. <laughs> He's just so I pointed at the chicken, and I got it. I was happy. Um, oh, but the thing that, that, that I think Raymond was really asking this. Actually, no, I was also surprised by the number of people, other tourists in Austria, that thought I was Austrian. I, I remember you I, saying this. I think I can see that. Yeah. So they thought that they came start- up and asked me questions in Austrian about where stuff was and I was just like I don't speak Austrian I speak English I'm from Australia I don't know where that is she just <laughs> winged it uh, no no the problem is that they misheard you that you heard Australia they thought Austria yeah which <laughs> that may, happens a lot but maybe it made me feel really good because it means that I didn't look like a tourist yeah yeah that's all self-conscious of the tourist image. well I think that and this becomes pertinent in this next story which also comes under bad things that happen in Paris in Paris! Oh boy. In Paris, there are so many street scams. Like, yes. so, 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 so many. The Golden Ring street scam people, like, coming up to you and putting bracelets on your wrist, and because you're wearing it, demanding that you pay like 50 euros for it. People giving you flowers and then asking money for them. That happened to me in Rome. All of these kinds night. of things in Paris just happen, and I kind of knew about it but it was surprising to the extent at which they to to, to to which they go to and how good of how good some of them are at it and how bad some of them are at it um <laughs> where was this going in terms of frightening things that happened well surprising but yeah oh yeah that's uh, uh, that's that's yeah this was surprising and i was yeah um pretty pretty weirded out by it but at the same time not looking like a tourist meant that it happened way less to me than it did to my parents who had like cameras and camera bags and all of these other kind of things that go you're from another country kind of thing not that I look all that French so to give me like an idea so how much this occurs so if you let's say you walk down a main street of Paris how often, what, could you give me a ballpark well, figure on the frequency? A main or? street of Paris is actually quite big. Paris is heaps bigger. Oh, actually, that's okay. another surprising thing. Paris is a lot bigger than you think it is. And then when you go... I'm, I'm pretty gonna, I'm pretty aware of the size of Paris. I'm just going to walk from here to here. It takes you like half a day. And on the map, it looked like it was going to take you an hour. Yeah. Eiffel Tower. Yeah. It's, Eiffel that's, Tower! That's, that's insane. But, um, so yeah, that, that's an important thing to keep yes. in mind, that Paris is a lot bigger than you think it is. Are the streets wider as well? Yeah, the streets are pretty wide because the whole city was remodelled by... I'll let you think Napoleon, the, not the one that everyone knows, the other one... <laughs> Napoleon, the, Napoleon the second? Napoleon the second. They he have did, a statue of Napoleon the second uh, in Numea. He did a Caesar Nero um, impersonation and basically tore the whole city down and rebuilt it because it was a poorly designed city. So he removed some of the agglutinative uh, aspects of yeah, it. Yeah, so he made it heaps larger, a lot... Uh, he made it a lot more aesthetically pleasing. He widened out all of the, all of the streets into avenues and boulevards and all that kind of stuff and made it... The Paris that everyone knows. There you go. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, a dozen times? 
Yeah, okay. Maybe that's... in like half a day, you'd get approached maybe yeah. half a dozen to a dozen times. That's by, certainly enough to be too annoying for me. By, by your toes. By, by yeah. different people. Also... You, you, learn to, you learn to have a certain approach of just walking with determination so that they... Uh, basically same they, sort of if, thing you do when you see Greenpeace. No, I know. I'm in it, Turkey. There basically was... giving the impression of, if you get in front of me, I will run you down. This yeah, look, was, this look uh, kind of also helped when I was in Rome to scare off people, considering the religious nature of the of the city. Oh, that's For the, fair enough. Given people on, uh, on the podcast can't listen, I'm wearing what's called my hell coat, which is just a very long overcoat with a lot of lace and a bit of a corset appearance to it. She's not telling you, is it sewn from pure bat leather? Pure bat leather. Pure. None of that imitate. Anyway, <laughs> what, what about you? What yeah. surprised you? Um, I probably the most surprised when I went to Oman. Uh, and I wasn't expecting, like, I want to put this out here immediately, I wasn't expecting, like, you know, any backwardness or extremism, but I was really surprised by just the level of education and, uh, free thinking to a degree. people who don't know, Oman's ruled by a sultan, uh, and from what... Is he one of the good sultans? Yeah, from what I saw, like, we went, we visited the university, uh, and public works, and from what I saw and gathered from... Well, attempting to talk to the locals because my Arabic is extremely, sadly, poor. There's I've, another story it's a, there. It's a really difficult language, time. in my opinion. Oh, Not as so difficult good, as English. But it's just, they just seem to be really on the ball when it comes to educating men and women, uh, public programs, and just the way that they are looking after their country. It just, yeah, it yes. kind of blew me away a little bit. Interesting fun fact the university was invented in uh, uh, Arab nations. Really cool, Raymond. Surprising things. How much everybody in Port Augusta had embraced the desert, uh, just because it's like you can. And how you can tell uh, somebody is rich by looking at their yard in Port Augusta. Yeah. Because right. if they have grass, that means they can afford to water it, and that's a <laughs> country. That's a country. That's a state that is in constant water restrictions. Be the desert. Um, they get their water uh, shipped in via pipeline from uh, New South Wales, which is a very far distance away, even though those states are right next to each other. Our states are quite large. Um, What else surprised me? Um, So, I'm never really surprised by uh, the other countries I've been to, like when I went to the um, Vanuatu and uh, New Caledonia, I wasn't really surprised by anything that I saw there about the culture. I was surprised by how not like a tropical island New Caledonia looks. Um, Like all of the other islands around New Caledonia. Vanuatu is really close to uh, New Caledonia. Um, They look like what you'd expect a tropical island to look like. Fucking Noumea, the capital, has brown seawater in their harbours. What's their population? I don't know. Is it high-ish? Remember, we come from a very lonely, uh, sparsely populated nation ourselves. It didn't feel high density. Like, it wasn't like being in Sydney. Um, It looked pretty... It looked similar to our sort of a town in Newcastle in terms of population density. Okay. Um, The other thing was how actually good Melbourne is. Like, you often hear about... In Australia, people go and visit Melbourne and then they come back sat talking about oh, how amazing Melbourne is. And and I was like, that's wanky. Every 
town Melbourne has. Was great. Every city has its good points and its bad points. And then we went to Melbourne. And I was like, "Fuck me, this place is amazing." Yep. Like the CBD is mostly flat. It's well laid out. You know where the you're going. The architecture is gorgeous. It it truly it truly is a great city. Yeah. It is a great city. On the topic of architecture and culture, yeah. by the way, probably the reason that I don't find that stuff, like that's not a prime motivation for me for, in terms of travel, is because it can't hold my attention very long. So yeah. like, when I visit an art gallery, I'm done in the art gallery within an hour. I remember going through the Botanic Gardens with you. It was hard to stay interested. Because I see the thing, I notice its beauty, then I move on. I'm not keen to... Analyze. How long did we spend in that cactus beauty. garden? Oh, that cactus garden. I didn't garden. mind the cactus garden. Yeah, the cactus garden was quite good. The cactus, cactus yeah. garden were things that I've not seen before. So this kind of follows on to another question I want to add to my barrage, which I've mentioned briefly before. No, it's how much the people you travel with impacts. Mm. Totally. Oh, yeah. I'm right. going to put the question out there to people. Do you think that the quality of your holiday is directly determined by those you travel with? Totally. Because... You've got to act... You you act differently around people regardless of whether you do it consciously or not. You adopt different personas with the people you interact with. If I'm, if I'm travelling with... I'm far more open to suggesting to do things uh, when I'm with Kim and Wilfred than I was when I was with my mum. Like, I was like, oh, what do you want to do today? And I just didn't... Couldn't think of anything to do. I was like, oh, well, you know, whatever. I'll, I'll, I find there's a lot of highs and lows. I mean, I've travelled with a few people, mostly with my parents, which I think the benefit of which is is that I am the tag along. I don't have to pay for anything. I uh, <sighs> like I have to buy my own stuff that I want to there, but accommodation, all that sort of stuff, is paid for, and they've planned everything out. So I'm not. I don't. All they do is ask me if there's a particular thing I want to do. Otherwise, they plan the rest. So how do you feel when you have more independence? Yeah, like travel planning. With with uh, J- my first trip to Japan, that was one that was all on me. I was traveling with my friend Anna, who I seem to take people who haven't traveled before. Anna also hadn't gone overseas, and so I mostly did the planning and everything. And there was something nice about doing the research and all that. But that being said, that also felt like it put a lot more pressure on me during the trip itself to <laughs> be... Uh, more responsible. I actually had a, co- uh, a couple of panic attacks during the trip, and one of which was when we were visiting one of Anna's friends who decided to take us on a party boat. I have a thing where uh, loud noises, and especially being in a crowded place, oh God. Uh, brings me into panic attacks. I have a story about this. And so I went into the bathroom, and I thought I was only there for 15 minutes or so. It turned out I was there for 45 minutes. Anna subsequently thought that something terrible had happened to me and was searching all over the boat for me and that caused a bit of a discussion about you know what to do in the future you can certainly find things out about people that you would not otherwise when you travel i want to go on a party boat (laughs) why don't i get to go on a party boat come on i didn't join whereas with liam uh like he's very relaxed he doesn't really sort of get upset about anything really which, in a weird way, made me feel like I had to get upset enough for the both of us. I had to be that stressed enough. That is weird. That is really strange. <laughs> like he, it sort of felt I understand. Like, it felt like I was bouncing my emotions off a brick wall so that I, he wasn't absorbing any of it, so it just kept coming back to me and just escalating. Okay. So I think that I probably have some issues with being uh, tr- somebody else's travel partner that I need to work on. Okay. I think it really, like... Uh, we, we, we've been talking about this a little bit, but uh, I think it needs to. It really comes down to the person that 
I've never that that person occupies within your life. Yeah. Not yeah. the actual individual person quite so much. Okay. So yeah. the difference between travelling with Billy and travelling with Raymond for me is negligible because they both occupied the same level of friendship. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Um, we did a po- we, we did a we, podcast we, nude. We we uh, we we're in, wait, what? Um, in Melbourne. Yeah, in Melbourne. Kim and I oh, Kim and right. I Kim and yeah, I had yeah. towels on. You know? Okay, that's a bit better. Yeah. Um I whereas, would have done it nude, I would have been more or less alright. Whereas travelling with my parents is different again because because they're my parents, so they I'm much like less likely to do crazy things. Yeah. Yeah. Like Actually, get around a bonfire, like get around a fire that we built and drink one <laughs> way and too much. One and a half bottles way of Way too much or It was way too much. You um, know, and um, then travelling with your partner, I don't yeah. know because I've never done it, but I Come can on, imagine that that would be different. You've kinda done it. Uh he, they were wrapping their so arms around Billy. You guys are so cute. Um would if be you're listening, would be, please would, send would, help. Would be different again. Um, I have a uh, question specifically yeah. for Kim because I'm hang on, wait, sorry, go, Billy go, needs go, go, go. to talk. That's to, a good point. I also the... want to say that trip with you and Caitlin, Billy was that was a good trip. I didn't think that I felt stressed. Did you feel stressed when I disappeared for like two hours on Caitlin, a walk? Caitlin did. I was more focused on keeping Caitlin from murdering you. Um, kind of. That was kind of a dick move on my part, but it was a beautiful walk. So how yeah how do you how do you feel about that? Um, I'm pretty much I agree with Kim in that it's the role occupy, but it can also be I found that some people personalities when you're traveling sometimes can clash. This is on a family level. So again, family you don't get to choose your family you get to choose your friends. Yeah, like, I uh, disagree. On your de- it depends on your definition of family. If you define family as genetic relations, then no, you don't get to choose your yeah. family. Pog here, PBS Idea Channel, watch the <laughs> Universe. Yes, the Secret ah, Universe yeah. video uh, by PBS. It's a great show. Totally. Yeah, it's a great. They talk show. about they talk about non-traditional families. Yeah, they have in that some episode. great things to say about non-traditional but, families. Yeah. Um, and Pog. So when I was in Turkey, I was with my father, mother, and sister. Ah, oh, Billy's sister. And my sister and father have very different. Uh, but similar personalities and when they go holidaying they don't not out of malice but they both want to do what they want to do and the other things people want to do doesn't really factor in uh, dad just doesn't really realise that he's doing it uh, Penn is a bit more she just doesn't care penalty. yeah yeah so that was quite uh, that almost almost at one point made that into an unpleasant trip where what my sister and father wanted to do were very different and they were very vocal about using the time we had. Uh, And that was uh, probably the only low point in that trip. But that's the case of personalities can, I think... Did we have any personality clashes on our road trip? No, it worked surprisingly well. It worked better. I thought I'd actually have to go on my own for a Especially considering, like, even though Billy and Kim and I really enjoy each other and have a lot lot in common, personality types-wise, we can be very different. Um, Particularly Billy is... uh, Needs a lot... I am an introvert. Billy tends to need a lot more time alone. Yeah, he's a lot more solitary. But... I think that because we're only working with three people, it doesn't yeah, really yeah. matter. I think that it, like three people, three or four people, are actually probably. Actually, no. I think it. I think three people is the optimal number for this. This is the. This is the bit where personalities matter the least, okay. because 
Yeah, the more you people. have an uneven number, so you actually have a mediator with the decision. So yeah. there's always going to be yeah. two people disagreeing against one person, or there's going to be just three independent people. Um, but you don't have so much that you can actually segment and go off and do your own thing. Yeah. Like yeah. Two people also, going off and doing one thing, and then one person going off and doing another. But with you, if you're with your partner, just like two people, then you have no mediator between yeah. your interactions. Mm. You just add each other if there's a problem. And then once you reach four people, you can have two pairs, and then they go off and do their own yeah. thing. Well, that's so I think in terms also, of but you also run the risk of two's company, three's a crowd. If it turns out that two two are closer to each other than one person, and particularly if two people are dating, speaking from experience. But actually, yeah, but that was the third. thing. There was only like I went on a once again going back to the trip. I went on a trip with Billy and Caitlin who were dating. It was Billy that got isolated, wasn't it? Yep. <laughs> but yeah, no. during that trip, that actually worked surprisingly well because despite two of them dating, didn't feel third wheeled except when they went on a romantic dinner. In which case, I just followed them with a camera. That's not creepy. That at explains all. too much. So. <laughs> Why did my Facebook get updated of all those pictures? The question that I specifically have for Kim, because he's, as far as I'm aware, the only person this applies to. How does travelling alone um, feel different to travelling with people? Because we've all only travelled with people, really. Except for that first day of my Adelaide trip, which... I'd go insane travelling alone. Really? Like, are there any unique challenges to travelling alone? I need to be around people. Yeah. Yeah. I spent about a week by myself. The only one I can think of is you don't have anyone else to rely on if something goes wrong. But you also have that It's good because... It's good... It's... You're right, Billy. You do have that freedom. It's good because you're the only one that can make stuff go wrong. Basically, so every yeah, th- yeah you're, you it's your fault. Yeah, it's us. just kind of like if I stay switched on, stuff won't go wrong. End of problem. Um, it's really good because you don't have any of the issues about deciding where you want to go, how or to utilize the time. As long as, as long as you're decisive, whether you're trying to push to put too much stuff in. But if you're indecisive, then you're just having a relaxing day anyway. Mm-hmm. The only, but it is sad because you don't because can't. only you ever remember this. You can never rem- yeah. reminisce the nostalgia value. I think that so technology low. could help with that problem. Yeah, possibly, uh, but you can't. It, it's about it's about how you view it. For the, instance, yeah, remember so. the time we did. Yeah, yeah. will never happen, and yeah, that is like true. one of the. Like so, 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 so talking about one of the key reasons why people yeah. travel is shared experience. Remember, shared experience. Remembering that you did these things together. That there is a big distinction between showing someone your holiday and experiencing the holiday with someone. Yeah. That's what I mean about... Um, as, as you can tell from people who show their slideshow of their trip to somebody else and the other person's just... Dad. Hey, Caitlin, here are all the aqueducts in Oman and Turkey. I hope you like water science. Indeed. So You like, want to see this cathedral? More aqueducts! <laughs> so, like, that's di- that sort of a thing is a little bit different to what I was getting at with how technology can help alleviate that problem in that um, if you're, like, live vlogging your experience through a uh, thing or live tweeting uh, as you're going through, people can experience that with you because yeah. it's not them not looking the back way. on it. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah, but no, all yeah, experiences are different. Yeah. I'm just meant that um, it's not necessarily... It, it's, a, a, it's slightly different to just showing someone the slides yeah. when you're... 
It is, but I still agree yeah. with Kim. It's, yeah. not, Inter- don't it's, not, it's not the same as travelling yeah. with someone. International right. travel on a macro level, in ter- and by macro level I mean in terms of time, with someone is an unobtainable experience in any other capacity. Unless Agreed. You were, yeah. the, you were fucking alpha forked and you went on a <laughs> trip with yourself. Which would possibly be even sadder. Which would possibly be even sadder. But it is sad because you're just like, this is an amazing thing that happened to me and I can tell people about it. Like, I can tell people but they won't have that about smile. James and Caddy from England that I, that I, that I met uh, at the zoo at Schönbrunn Palace in Vienna, and that they were amazing, and that I laughed at her head almost getting eaten by a pelican, and they were amazed <laughs> that they were eating a pelican in a zoo. We lost two men that day. I went, uh, and then I spent the rest of the day with them. James was amazed by the fact that hippopotamus went river horse, but went river horse, but only worked that out when he back translated it from the German. I met his Austrian father, Roland. It was amazing, and no one was there, just me. I don't know. Yeah, all I, feel, I, feel, I feel pretty excited, but that is Sorry. because yeah, I can yeah. feel Kim's intensity. Which I think leads a bit into my question for it: of what is of just you know what is the best thing from the places you've been to? Like best thing each at each place that you remember, whether it's a micro thing of a person. Is this a question experience. for everyone? Yeah, everyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or something from, uh, or you know, a massive thing like the people or something from each place. From each place. Okay. Or at least the highlights, because, like, if you've travelled to, like, 40 different... I'm going to say you've yeah. got a limit of three. Oh. So Top choose, three so best things. Wisely. Okay. That, that's, that's cool. I can actually totally do that. And I'm going to ignore national trips, just... Just because... Yeah. I can't... I don't have that luxury. Even though... <laughs> even though that they're, they're, they're possibly better... Get you go. Go. Yeah, anyway, so... In, Vienna's really hard, because I... That experience that I just relayed is probably the best one, shortly followed by the steak I had at the cafe down from my... Ah. <laughs> from the Benedictine Monastery in which I was staying... There's so many You were staying in a monastery? I was. That's pretty cool. Yeah, oh my anyway. god. All Why was I not And then also case. the Mozart quartet playing in Mozart House, where I cried at the... At the... At the what's the name of that composer? Mozart. Oh, no, Beowulf. no, no. Beowulf was not a composer. <laughs> Debussy. As as I cried. The pussy. Debussy. Oh, Debussy. As I, I cried at the Debussy that they played. Those were the amazing things there. Avignon is but is amazing because it sounds like it should. Like people portray Avignon in books and movies and soundtracks and podcasts and all these kinds of things and you go yeah sure whatever that's probably like some kind of like fantasized embellishment of what it actually is no that is what it is the south of france is like that hmm, interesting. it smells and sounds like it should it's good um and then holland uh is amazing well, the best experience that I had from Holland was... He had a really nice time with this prostitute named Sandy. No, I didn't. The best thing about Holland was more personal for me because I have family there and I got to meet the family and I know that this is not going to be a thing in a... Is this when you met your hot cousin? When I met my attractive cousins, yes. Cousins, <laughs> second cousins, once removed, actually. Yeah, so, so it's not weird. Totally legal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
this podcast has gone different. Kim was, was Googling it the minute he saw them. Uh, is it legal? <laughs> Didn't have a smartphone at the time, but whatever. Um, I think smartphone is like a key piece of gear for the modern international traveller. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, so yeah, the family was the best thing about that, but I think that people should just go to Utrecht because it's a great city and it's got different canals to Amsterdam. Cool, Billy. It's got tiny bricks. The tiny bricks. That's what the best thing about Holland is. The fact that they build all of their houses out of these tiny that. little bricks. There we tiny, go. Tiny bricks. Um, highlights. Best thing probably in Turkey was going through. Uh, it was the second day we got there and we went through the Hagi Sophia, which I probably grossly mispronounced. I apologise if that's the case. But it's an incredibly ancient uh, building and just walking through that, uh, just exploring it and the sense of living history and kind of almost, this sound weird, but nostalgic isolation was amazing. And then Oman was just... The desert was amazing, but a different one was just sitting uh, in the main street uh, of the capital, eating a delicious kebab, uh, just surrounded by the hustle and bustle. The evening call to prayer had just gone off. We were talking with our tour guide. Uh, it was a great fellow who'd been following us around. Um, my dad was friends of a man from Amman who set us up and worked really well. But yeah, just being in that hustle and bustle, enjoying life as it happens. Um... As for a third one, I, I actually did very, really enjoy, and this is on a more personal note, so I won't go into much. There was, uh, as a whole, the uh, road tripping to and from Melbourne mm-hmm. was quite special to me, actually. Special to me, too. Not on that one. No. <laughs> you didn't like the sandwich? Oh, I was not a fan of the sandwich. It was a warm sandwich, though. It was a warm sandwich. It needed to be. Yeah, we would have died. Okay. Uh, hmm. Okay, so... I think for me... I'm gonna go with... The snorkeling when I went to Cairns with my brother. I didn't like most of everything else that we did on that trip. Oh, but fuck. How did I forget climbing up Mount Gower? Sorry. But when we went snorkeling um, on the Great Barrier Reef, like when we first did it, we were snorkeling there. I was like, oh, this is kind of shit. And then we went to the place where all the dive people tell you not to go, which is over near the jetty where the boats come in. And when you and that is where the actual good looking coral and ah. stuff is. Uh, we do not endorse but they don't the want you there because traveling. they don't want you to get hit by boats or whatever but like as long as you are aware like the boat only comes into one spot and as long as you stay on the other side of that you're fine uh, that was great and uh, when we were there um, we were swimming We were, Cameron and I were coming into the shore and it got to a point where we were pre- basically like a few centimetres from the sand beneath us um, the water was so shallow and then uh, Cameron tapped me on the shoulder, Cameron being my brother, uh, and I stood up. I'm like, what? And he's like, uh, and I saw all these tourists on the shore pointing out towards us. Turn around and there's a reef shark like four <gasps> metres from us. And we just, we both stood there and like, huh. Like we didn't freak out because it was a small shark and we were pretty close to the shore. Like it, yeah. we could have run to the shore comfortably. Uh... Because we were only in like a foot and a half that of water. Safe. It's a couple of, yeah. yeah. And uh, actually, it was probably only a foot of water because I'm not that wide <laughs> in the chest. Uh, yeah, that was great. Um, standing uh, 
I was really surprised by how, uh, when I went to South Australia, how not like a desert the top of the Flinders Ranges is. Like, it's they're really just hills. They're not really mountains. Uh, but you go, you drive up on one side and it's all desert. And then you get up to the mountains and there's fucking fields of wheat. And it looks like you're in... Uh, it doesn't look like you're in the desert. Uh, and I really loved all the desert and stuff. The thing that I really love about, like, isolation travel is, um, and desert and open environments, uh, is the emptiness that it fills you with. Love to drive down the Nullarbor Plain one day. Such a long drive. It's so amazing. Um, and I think I'll stick yeah, with that. Yeah, I don't really need to say anymore. I mean, obviously I enjoyed the trip to Melbourne, but I think those two things... Uh, I'll start with Japan because just be, all of just, Japan. Just yeah, just all of Japan is my favorite. But no, uh, Japan probably the people. Mm. Just the people really made my trip for that. It's the safest country I've ever been to. There are sort of a few different experiences that really sort of highlight for me the people, how they are so wonderful. For instance, there was one case where uh, we <laughs> we decided to stop for lunch underneath the train station where there was some uh, food court. There were no seats around, so my friend Anna decided to wait outside. So she took a seat outside with our bags and just sat down against the wall, which people don't do in Japan. It was, that was, we didn't see anyone sitting against walls uh, whilst I went in and got food. Whilst I was in there getting food, a uh, older man came up to Anna and saw her sitting there. She had an empty cup in front of her, which she'd just finished drinking from. Did he oh throw God. his loose change in? No. He, <laughs> he reached into his bag and took out some of his groceries. He took out some uh, jelly snacks and gave them to her. And and he's, and she's just like, oh, no, no, I'm just waiting for my friend. And he just got, no, no, presento, presento. <laughs> and so I came back out and she's sitting there flaming red with a whole bunch of snacks that this guy's given her. Oh, God. In another occasion, uh, there was we were completely and utterly lost. We had no idea where we were meant to be going, and this guy uh, came up to us and he spoke a bit of English. So we showed him our map and said where we wanted to go. Not even just pointing to go for the direction that we wanted to go. He took us there himself, and we tried to give him a present as thank you, and he was just he absolutely refused it. He was just no, no, not none of that. And the final one, which is just how safe it is, is just we went to, we were walking along this highway at dead of night trying to find this graveyard that apparently looks really pretty at night. Uh, White people. (laughs) And a car came uh, driving past us and slowed down on the opposite side of the road to us. In Australia, I would just be uh, sirens warning in my head guy got out of the car he just started chatting to us about trying to figure out where we were trying to go and uh just you know it's just like oh no you're going the wrong way you need to go back the other way no time there at all did we feel unsafe did he then fade out and it was a ghost all along yes the i was gonna say did he then offer you a deal you couldn't refuse is this the setup to an anime I'll, i'll go through the other ones quickly uh italy would probably be the statue of david I could have quite happily in Florence just stayed and stared at the Statue of David for hours on end. It was, it was just well fit. I think it I've seen the Statue of David. Well I think fit. or a replica. I think they had a. Uh, it was either. It must have been a replica. I can't imagine that the Statue of David is something that tours. It does occasionally. Oh, well, in that case, I've, I've, I may have seen the Statue of David at the uh, Sydney um, Art Gallery. 
The same place we saw the Terracotta Warriors. We've also seen Terracotta Warriors in Sydney. That was pretty fucking cool. So we're reeling and off your other ones? Yeah, and the, uh, well, yeah, Statue of David for Italy. And the third one that I'll go with it was Egypt. Uh, going to the, just going to all the ancient sites there. Like the pyramids were the least exciting part of Egypt for me. Interesting. The, the, I saw some pretty amazing things. One of the things I loved was ancient graffiti that Beidou Magic created to such and such was here uh, yeah. <laughs> 13 BC. Or People whatever. aren't that different. It's it like, was, I, I love the, on a similar topic, I love the, uh, the scroll from a ancient Greek philosopher or poet, it's one of the big ones, I can't remember his name though, talking about how uh, modern literature has uh, ruined storytelling and yeah. stuff like that. And it's like when you're reading it, you when you start reading that quote, you assume that it's from like now and then you get to the... Um, the oh, what is that called? The part that tells you who it's by. Fuck. <laughs> There's an actual term for it. I can't remember. Anyway, you get you see who it's written, uh, who said this, and you're like, "Fuck me, that's from two thousand years ago." Yeah, and yeah, some just, people are still dicks. Yeah, just those ancient, just how this was so long ago that this was built, and we can see it and we can touch it. We shouldn't touch it, but we could. Yeah, there's well, there's political don't. graffiti in Pompeii, like uh, saying, you know, such and such but, senator is a douchebag. Yeah, you should vote for other senator. Yeah. <laughs> And those, those, as I'm limited to three, those are my three highlights. <laughs> nice. Um, that leads on to... So, the last thing that I want to sort of finish on is pick one, your, the thing that you most want to see uh, that you have yet to uh, in terms of travel. Uh, in the interest of dead space, New York. What? Home of jazz. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. In the interest of dead space, as in no one else is saying anything, I will oh, yeah. say New York. That's yeah. where I want to go. That it's is my chief tourist destination out of all the places that I could possibly go. Alright. But I haven't already been. Yeah. I would go to New York. The Highlands of Scotland. There's somewhere I would love to go. Scottish Highlands. Have you been to Jindabyne? Yes. Apparently they look very similar. I want to go there. I know, I'm just saying. Yeah. If you want a trial run... The islands are heaps more wet. Probably. Jindabyne. Jindabyne's quite dry. Despite the fact that there's a big fuck-off. I'll let Xandra go. Oh, but I'm still thinking. No. I... uh, I don't know. There's so many places I want to go to. This is being recorded, so... Well, this isn't definitive. (laughs) This isn't, like, locked in. No, no, it's locked in. I know. know. I'm just trying to narrow it down to one. Tom will find us. any of them right now. All right, well... Stonehenge. I'll go with Stonehenge. Okay, interesting choice. I'd like to do the witch tour of of, uh, England and Scotland. I have a lot of mixed feelings on Stonehenge, because I'd love to see it, but apparently nowadays it's essentially... You get in a bus with a bunch of other tourists, you drive up, you get out, well away from it a guy talks about it you'll get back in back yeah. in the bus and head off which I understand why It'd probably be better like trying to, to go to there are other henges yeah. in Europe you could go yeah. to, you could sneak into one but of those but this is directly related to Stonehenge which Stonehenge is, is named the hinge there you go there it is it's not a proper hinge um yeah. so, I'm always so in the interest of did you say yours no I'm about to in, so because I want to I I don't really want to travel alone, uh, so I'm not going to do the one that I probably want the most. I'm going to go with the one that I think is the most f- f- uh, f- 
feasible. Do the one you want the most. No, one of most feasible is Mongolia. I want to take Kim and Wilfred to Mongolia because that will satisfy both of our interests. I can't believe I said New York and not Madagascar. We've talked about that for years. Traitor. You traitor. Well, obviously, I must want to go to New York more. I mean, I was a bit iffy until you mentioned Homer Jazz. Because Mongolia's got Mongolia's got interesting culture things. Um, like Mongolia's got this big heavy metal scene, but they use traditional instruments in their heavy metal as well. Mongolian traditional instruments are the best. Tooth and throat singing, Uh, and also it's got that it's got that it's got that empty space thing that I want. Oh yeah. And you can experience deserts and grassland. I've never been to... You can experience deserts and snow at the same time. I've never seen the kind of grasslands that they have in Mongolia. Like, we don't have that kind of grassland here. It's really, really yeah. short. I'd love to go to, like, Tibet, but there's a whole slew of reasons that's never going to happen. Yeah. Anyway, we could go on and on we and on. We could go on. on. Like I, could, I could talk about my deep, yeah. deep desire to travel the ocean. Yeah. That is not going to happen. I feel like I'm going to have to do, on, do a second travel podcast. I was yeah. just about to say, a topic we don't have time for, I'd like to cover one day would be the role of technology. I'd like to cover the worst Because that is something... Yeah, we didn't, yeah, we didn't really get to worst experience, but... Um, but that leaves us with plenty of material for another travel podcast in the future. Um... If you enjoyed this, please check out our other uh, podcasts, uh, particularly Crusading Couch. We also do actual plays, which I'm sure you're all aware of, uh, where we play role-playing games and record them for you guys to listen. Um, if you'd like this podcast, please share it. Um, sharing the podcast is the most uh, helpful thing you can do for us because it attracts more people to our site. If you have any questions that you'd like to have answered in the next podcast, maybe suggest something for a travel podcast. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Um, if you have any questions or any anything else you'd like to add, you can leave us a comment. Um, you can leave us a comment on SoundCloud, uh, our WordPress site, which is our main site, on our Facebook page. You can also contact us uh, contact us on Twitter. Um, you can email us at insertquesthere at gmail.com. Um, Kim and I both have Facebooks. I have a, Twitter, a uh, Tumblr uh, where you can uh, contact me as well. Um, but if you have any experiences of your own, we'd love to hear about. Yeah, that. we're always uh, keen to hear about other things. If uh, yeah, if you have any topic that you'd like to hear us talk about, leave it in the comments. We're always open to suggestions. Um, but farewell from the past. I'm Raymond. I'm Kim. I'm Will. I'm Zandra. And you've been listening to the, the Crusading, Crusading Couch. Couch. Couple of dishes.